0: Now, there's a popular phrase that goes, summer bodies are made in winter. Summer bodies are made all the time. Uh, And you know, (laughs) I think it holds some water. Maybe it does. Uh, It's just my opinion, but the winter is a time of the year uh, that most of us struggle to maintain that discipline. We, uh, sit on the couch, eat that cozy, comfy winter food. Those sometimes we're a bit too lazy and we just get takeout, order in, uh, all those, all those online delivery services making our lives easier and we just end up in eating, uh, junk food and not maintaining, uh, the healthy discipline that we may have gathered through the summertime. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough, but how do you work on it? How do you maintain the consistency? Joining us on the line now is Abby Courtney, owner of, uh, the Abby, uh, dietitian to give us some advice. Abby. Welcome to the weekend early breakfast. How are you doing?
1: Good morning. I'm I'm very well, thanks. How are you doing this wonderful morning?
0: I'm very very good, thank you. Uh, Winter winter is setting in slowly uh, here in South Africa. Even today, even today, uh, it's uh, it's quite chilly, Um, and it's always a concern for people. You know, some some of us are health buffs. Some of us like to exercise and work hard for that summer body. But you know, I can Mm -hmm. always say, summer bodies are made in winter
1: exactly exactly <laughs>
0: so and now we we face the challenge as we do every single year how to maintain um that physique how to maintain the mm-hmm. consistency uh, mm-hmm. the challenges mm. that we do face uh, in, yeah. uh, in, in maintaining that summer body Or creating that summer body So yeah. let's start with the foods for instance Like which foods going into winter should we be avoiding
1: Yeah so so I completely Agree with you that everybody struggles And that's one of the most common questions I get asked Is how am I going to maintain You know what I've done during the summer In, in the winter because everybody's cold And they want to eat comfort foods mm. And they want to drink hot chocolate And sit in front of the fire and you don't feel like going and exercising And one of the things I think we should Touch on just now is also the fact that people get sick often and that often puts a bit of a a spanner in the works when it comes to your exercise Mm. but I think like you said let's start with the food you know I find that one of the most sustainable and realistic ways to maintain your weight is to make sure that you eat enough vegetables and the truth is I find that in winter and this is for me personally so everybody might be a bit different I find it easier to eat more vegetables in winter because I'm a huge fan of roast veggies and veggies Soups and you know stir fries, so all the warm stuff versus the salads of summer. You know, wow. so that's something that I really push on with people is I say right when you're having winter foods, even though it might be a wonderful comforting stew, so rice and stew for argument's sake. Bulk it up with vegetables. Put carrots in. Put uh, green beans and marrows, and you know, have it with a with a starter of fresh veggie soup. You know, and play around with the types of veggies you're putting in your soup, because before you know it, you're feeling quite comfortably full. But the reality is, the amount of calories that you've taken in is very little, because we know that vegetables contain much fewer calories than, for example, carbohydrates and proteins. You know, so I think that that is top tip number one: is just to make sure that your plate at all times. Summer or winter is filled with your vegetables. Um, and like I said, in winter, it's always my preference. But uh, if you're not a cooked veggie person, which some people aren't, then focus on the veggie soups. You know, those yeah. are really easy to consume and, and pretty tasty, in my opinion.
0: Somebody, uh, actually, Tadden was, was complaining to me earlier about how uh, he's not a fan of soup. He doesn't see how soup is a meal. I mean,
1: home. Oh, And then his wife's trying to feed him, feed
0: him soup. If you've just tuned in, this is the weekend early breakfast, uh, on Cape Talk with myself, Mark Johnson. Uh, And if you have any questions about how to maintain that, that summer body during winter regarding your diet or your food, or maybe you've got some advice, please feel free to call into studio on 021-446-0567. Uh, you can also send you SMSs to 31567. Normal SMS rates do apply, and of course on WhatsApp, if you want to send you WhatsApp texts or voice notes, uh, you can do so on 0725671567. And I, there was a, there was a, a more important question. I know it may seem like a stupid question because we, uh, but we are talking about vegetables. Are there bad vegetables or vegetables mm. that are high in calories? Yeah.
1: So that's, again, such a common question. You know, so I like to always put it into context. Okay. So think about any person that you know who is overweight. Okay. Think about all the people out there who are struggling. Are they struggling with their weight because they're eating too much butternut or because they're eating too many carrots? Like that's not the problem. You know, that's not the root of their issues. You know, the root of a lot of people's overweight and obesity issues is that they're eating too much nibbles. They're maybe eating takeaways too much, their mm. portions are too big and often not our vegetables. So yes, well there are some vegetables that are higher in calories. So a butternut is higher in calories than for arguments for like in comparison to lettuce for argument's sake but it's not to say it's less nutritious and it's not to say that you should not include something like that in your diet you know and the truth is if someone is going to reduce their portions of all the other components of their meal and maybe eat a little bit more butternut I'm okay with that because that means that they're still having a very nutritious meal you know so so yeah, I, I just tell people the more the merrier really and I'm not too fazed about what kind of veggies you're eating you know occasionally what I would do is if a patient is right at the end of their weight loss journey and they just have like one or two little kilograms to lose, then sometimes what we would do is just control the portions of some of those mm-hmm. veggies and opt for the non-starchy ones a little bit more. But to be completely honest with you, I've, I've really not ever had to do that really with a patient.
0: I think, you know, some friends of mine, um, we all we all together, we're in this group called uh, Salads Over Flies. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we when we 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 take photos of what we're eating and uh, show each other like these are good meals and' uh, nutritional uh sort of nutritional and healthy and you know good mm. for the body and mm. one of the most common meals is those vegetables and um and and chicken
1: yeah yeah that is you know if if I could say what like sort of a traditional diet is menu looks like, I guess. It would be chicken with some sort of veggies, so whether it's the roasted veggies or broccoli or salad Mm -hmm. or something like that, or tuna salad, that's another very popular one, Mm. Um, and then obviously eggs eggs are like very high in and oats, you know, so, so, but it is, it's nutritious, it's delicious, you know, and remember, and something that I think a lot of people forget about roast veggies is yeah. you think that there have to be these certain veggies being roasted, you know, so I grew up and there was always butternut and marrows and onions and carrots. That was my mom's like standard, you know, sort of roast veggie mix. And as I grew up, I was like, but you know what, I don't really like it when you roast marrows because for me they become bitter. That's you know? so,
0: exactly
1: right. Yeah, and then people don't like it and then they think they don't like marrows. But what I discovered is if you, for example, lightly steam them and put some black pepper and lemon juice on them, mm. they become sweet and they are delicious. You know, So it's about just kind of modifying things. So saying, right, you know what, I'm just going to try some variety. I'm going to test things out, see if I like it, see if I don't like it you know, and play around. You know, because, I mean, I think about the roast veggies I make now. So my roast veggies are always um rows of tomatoes, peppers, mm. onions. Um, yeah, pretty much that. That's my, like, favorite little mix. And I roast a whole batch of them at a time. And then what I like to do just to prevent food waste is then at the end of a week, mm. if I haven't finished all my roast veggies, then what I do is I, I blend it with a little bit of stock. And there I've got a roast veggie soup.
0: It's, you know, nice. so...
1: Yeah, so it's just about being clever about the way that you use your veggies,
0: and and uh, we we are talking about, about food, and we'll get back to food in a second. But and you you mentioned being sick, and you know, mm. fine, fine, being sick will affect whether you are active or going out to exercise. But that doesn't mean that you yeah, that you have to um, then downgrade on your diet. Or mm, I, don't no. even, I don't even like the word diet. Downgrade <laughs> on what it is that you're eating.
1: Uh, exactly, your menu, for example. Mm. Now, I agree. You know, it, it's it's. It's easier said than done, I think, though, you know, because when you're not feeling so well, all you want to do is like, you know, eat comfort food and and, yeah, feel sorry for yourself. But the truth is, you know, again, prevention is better than cure. And so the way that you can prevent getting sick is number one, definitely keeping your hands clean. It's not nutritionally related, but wash your hands if you're in contact with a sick person wash it, disinfect yourself, you know, so that you can just prevent the spread of germs. The second thing that I like to explain to people is as soon as you feel that little scratch in your throat, okay, and especially if it is what they call the rhinovirus, what happens is if you can suck on zinc lozenges, which you can often find at your local pharmacy, it can actually decrease how sick you become. So it decreases the severity of the illness and it can also decrease how long you're sick for. So instead of being sick for a week for argument's sake, you might only be sick for three days. So the the trick is to, to identify as soon as you get that little scratch, right. go out and get yourself some zinc lozenges. Um, you know, and then another way to prevent yourself from being sick is of course eating a healthy diet, you know. Yeah. So making sure you have enough antioxidants in your diet? Do you have fiber in your diet that can feed your gut bacteria that can in turn keep you healthy? You know, and do you eat enough protein in your diet because that can also influence your immune system, you know? So I think that, that healthier people are less likely to get sick, but it's not to say that you won't. I mean, you could be the healthiest person on earth and you'd still get the flu, but it's just to try and protect yourself as much as possible so that you don't end up man down wanting to eat like a whole apple pie. <laughs> where
0: where- where is um, where is that most sustainable? Getting those sort of uh, the, the fibres and the antioxidants in which in which meal of the day? Can you have it in any meal? Breakfast, lunch, supper? Um, or is yeah.
1: There- so what I would say to people is try spread it out throughout the day because the more meals you can make as healthy as possible, the the bigger your chances are that you're going to get enough nutrients in. Mm. You know, so when we think of antioxidants, think of color. So anything that's got a lot of color in it, you know, so fruits and vegetables are first and foremost, you know, with different colors being different antioxidants that give you different different benefits. Um, And then when we look at things like fiber, fiber comes often from also fruits and vegetables, but also from our healthy starches. Um, And if there's any regular listeners, they'll know that when I talk about healthy starches, I always tell people that your starch should look the same on your plate as it looks on the plant. So if it grows on a plant and it's been minimally processed in order to get onto your plate, that's the kind of thing we're looking for. You know, so for argument's sake, for breakfast, people could eat oats. You know, for lunch, you could add a bit of barley to some roast vegetables and a piece of chicken, like we were talking about earlier, or a bit of brown rice. That's actually what I just had for lunch today was roast veggies, brown rice and chicken from last night. Um, you know, and you could also include these starches in at dinner time, um although if a person is trying to watch their weight, sometimes what we would do is decrease the starch at dinner, but it really is it, it depends on the person, so it depends on how active you are and what stage of your life you're in and what your preference is so that 's not a hard and fast rule for everyone. But yeah, I think at every single meal and at every single turn, you know, you should be aiming to increase your variety of foods that are high in fiber and in antioxidants.
0: You've just mentioned, um, uh, processed foods and trying to avoid mm. processed foods. I'm, yes. a, I'm a fan of oats. I love oats. I love, I love making oats mm. from scratch. Mm. I, I, I've got my recipe down to a fine art <laughs> and I make it really well. But mm. a lot of, a lot of times I don't have the time to make the oats. I'll, uh, instead I'll have instant mm. oats. Is there, is there a major disparity there? I mean, I know instant Mm -hmm. oats has got more sugar in it, but is it, is it Mm going to be long-term detrimental to me?
1: Yeah. So, so not necessarily. So what you've got to remember, so let's think about how oats has been processed. So when they pick it off the plant, it's actually, it looks a little bit like if you can imagine what barley or pearled wheat looks like. Oats looks very similar to that when you pick it from the plant. And what they do is they steam it and then they cut it. And then you get what they call steel cut oats. And steel-cut oats takes a really long time to cook, and that's why it's not convenient for everybody to have on a regular basis mm-hmm. just because it's quite time-consuming. But it's the most minimally processed of all the oats. Then what they do is they take that steel-cut oats and they roll it and steam it a few more times, and then you get what is called rolled oats. Mm-hmm. So that's that sort of – it's got quite a thick flake. And again, it takes a little while to cook. It's not as quick as, for example, your more processed oats. And then as they go down, they become, you know, sort of you get your regular oats, you know, and then you get your quick cooking oats, which is the instant oats. And then right at the bottom, you've got your almost like an Oats So Easy type of thing where they've added in like sugar and flavors and whatever. Mm. So what I always say to people is, if at all possible, try to avoid the flavored ones. So the flavored and sugared ones, because we know that that's just adding additional sugar to your diet. Mm. But if you're having the instant or quick cook cooking oats, that just means that it's going to be absorbed a little bit quicker into your body because it's been steamed and rolled a couple of times more than the ones further up. But it doesn't mean that they've added sugar to them. You know, so always just read the ingredients list. And if the ingredients just list oats, then you know that you're good, that it's okay. But if the list has sugar and flavorings and colorings, then know that that's perhaps not the best choice. But just as a side note on that, you know, remember that if your choice is chocolate instant oats or going to a fast food place and getting a takeaway burger and chips, the the oats still wins. You know, even though it has been processed and it has sugar in it, it's going to be healthier than getting a takeaway, for example. So, yeah, you've got to always remember that, you know, with nutrition, it's it's never black and white. It's never this is good and that is bad. It, It depends on what the alternative is and it also depends on the person.
0: A meal meal prep is always is always something that's advised you know for people mm. that, are, that are trying to maintain discipline for people that maybe mm. have uh busy lifestyles Um yeah. but but very often you know packing a lunch in the morning it's winter it's it's you you get up a little bit later because it's still dark and cold outside mm-hmm. how do you mm. how do you maintain um that discipline of meal prep during winter yeah,
1: yeah, meal prepping is look it's tough at the best of times, you know, and so what I always say to people is is think smart you know so if you can keep food at work and you can it is possible for you to make food at work like like for example a box of oats or a box of high fiber cereal or, or something like that that you can leave at work do that you know and and if you're trying to pack a lunch you know leftovers in my opinion are the best lunch ever because what's going to happen is you cook once and you eat twice without even have to, having to think about it, you know. Or cook in bulk, and what you could do is say, for example, cook three or four chicken breasts and then eat them for dinner, lunch, dinner, lunch, you know. Or freeze them and use them at a later stage. So it's not really about having to prep stuff fresh every single day, you know. But it's more about you know trying your best to plan in advance and you know yeah, and and make the meals as easy for yourself as possible. Um, and use your freezer. That is also the best advice I can give: is for people to cook more and put it in your freezer, because that is also again one of the easiest meals that you could have.
0: Exactly, Abby. This is actually uh, some great advice, and I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad we're taking the time out uh, to chat to you. We, um, we're running out of time, but just just to wrap up, some uh, quick go-to tips to keep people healthy this winter.
1: Okay, so number one, fill half your plate with as much veggies as you possibly can, whether it's warm roast veggies or soup or salad, it doesn't matter. And don't worry about the types of veggies, just fill up your plate with veggies. Make sure that the starches that you're choosing are minimally processed because it's going to help prevent you get sick in the long run because of the fiber that's going to feed the bacteria in your gut. And the third one, which is not nutrition-based, but please go around washing your hands all the time throughout winter. Avoid people who are sick because they're just going to make you sick, um, and that's going to affect your exercise and your dietary patterns down the line.
0: Fantastic. Abby Courtney, dietitian. Um, some great advice there to keep healthy uh, and disciplined this winter. Abby, have a great weekend.
1: Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. You too.